Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Let it play a little longer on a Friday morning, 8-12 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Packed hour of good stuff ahead this morning. We're going to start, though, with the important weather information you need just as the snow continues to fall. So working down my checklist here, Eric, of things we need to catch you up on, and I know you had a bunch of it in the news, but we want to expand on a couple of those points. When will the snow stop? How much did we get? Continued closings and delays. And right now, the most serious issues, the power outages and the roads. And also just... Can I add, this is getting exhausting. Oh, It hasn't been the worst winter by any stretch, but we've just had, it feels like on a weekly basis lately, we've been caught in this pattern. Especially and someone raised the thing every, like Thursday, Thursday into Friday. Thursday Friday, yeah. And we're, we're like, we're doing it again. And my, I asked the question earlier, are we in the wet pattern? Actually, I forgot to ask Marissa about that. I have to ask her. Are we like in this wet pattern for right now we're getting snow, but like, is our... Late March, April, May, going to be a bunch of rain. <laughs> don't say that. Please I, don't I will say lose that. lose my mind. With the temp not much warmer. Right. <laughs> like 44 degrees. I can't do 40 and raining sideways oh, all spring. I please, can't. No. I cannot. <laughs> I will lose it if we don't have a spring this year. And sometimes we get one, but usually we don't. Yeah. Right? There is no spring. Yeah, oftentimes we skip... Skip that season here. Because we'll pop a really nice day somewhere. I you will see a 70 here in March, I yeah, bet. You know, yeah. we'll get that and we're like, whoo, it's here. And then we'll have another snowstorm after that. And so we just never get that consistent sort of ramp up. The average temperatures, of course, increase because that's over time. It works its way out. But right, we never have that slow. I'll take some 40s, I'll take some 50s, I'll take some 60s. No, we got like a 74, and then we're back down to 33. I was shocked this morning when you said how heavy the snow was by you because we got just as much where I'm at a little bit further West to the North. You're more East and to the South. Yeah. Closer and, to the Lake. And I, I mean, it crept up on me. I mean, after I was like, Oh, this is, this is going pretty well. This is, this is not heavy at all. But then it, yeah, I started to <laughs> notice the heart beating a little bit faster and all that, but not nearly as heavy as that stuff we had a couple of weeks ago, whenever that was. That, that was a different type of snow than I've right, ever shown. Dramatically like the different. pellets of stuff. Yeah. But you said the stuff this morning was awful by you. Because you promised me a neutral snow. You <laughs> yeah, said I neutral promised. snow. I did. I did Which was say a new term snow. for me, but you were quoting Marissa. Yes, because she, she said it wouldn't be terribly, terribly, terribly heavy and wet, and it wouldn't be fluffy either. So, so what's interesting was her explanation on that. She said because, and she was right about this, when it first started snowing late yesterday afternoon, it was melting on contact. Yeah. So it was starting to accumulate on... You know, the grassy surfaces and things like that. But on your pavement, it was melting. Mm -hmm. So there's that water there. And then when the quote-unquote neutral snow fell on top of it, it just yep. it absorbed all that water. I called it the State Fair chamois effect. See, <laughs> <It's laughs> just all soaked right in there. So it for how much it was, it was more dense than I was expecting, yes. There might have been some whimpering this morning <laughs> at 245. <laughs> <sighs> There was a moment when I was trying to shovel quietly, too. <laughs> right. I'm like, screw it. Right, screw it. I'm just going to make as much noise as I need to make. I'll add that to my list as well. Can you snow blow overnight at 2 in the morning, at 3 in the morning? Are you good on that? You know, plows come through at those times. Yeah. 
But I don't feel right about it. I don't feel right about firing that thing up at 3 in the morning. I don't generally I'd either. say after 5A. I think after 5A, I mean, come on. On a big snow day? On a, yeah. on a big snow day, absolutely after 5A. I'd say maybe even after 4.30, you get to fire that up. And the plowing rules or the, the snow blowing rules, I have different, different guidelines for that than I would for lawn mowing. Okay, lawn mowing for me can't be before 9 a.m., maybe 8 a.m. Oh, come on. 8A? Too early? Too late? That's too early. On a Saturday? Okay, 9 a.m. That's why I said 9 a.m. I'd never mow before 9. Okay. And uh, let's cut that off at 8 p. Yeah, I'd almost push for a 7.30 p. Cut yeah, off. okay. Because some of those nights are so wonderful, and then they're ruined by... <laughs> well, I think yes. it's a beautiful sound, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the sound, but... In August, when you want to enjoy those beautiful summer nights in Wisconsin. Yeah. Take your thoughts on any of this as we work our way through the weather story today. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Looking for uh, travel conditions. If you've arrived safely to a destination, if you want to fill us in on what the roads have been like, what's your power situation, how much snow did you get, and how wet and heavy was it? Take any of that. I am surprised at how rough the roads have been for the majority of the morning, not because it snowed. I mean, we anticipate this, obviously, when you have weather events like this, but given the temp and the, the amount of salt and everything else that was happening and the plowing that were taking place, you anticipated the highways to be in a little bit better shape. We've had a really rough morning. So southern Milwaukee County has been bad. We've had the accident if you were headed northbound into the city. You also had accidents in Waukesha County. Fond du Lac County was very bad. 41 uh, southbound there was closed for much of the morning. May still be, right, with the semi that was jackknifed. Some other cars got tangled up, yep. and we saw something else off on the uh, on the side. So uh, been a lot of issues on the roadways, and that continues. I said earlier, I think... The road conditions actually may be improving. It's just we have so much more volume now, and it only takes one or two to spin out and cause a real problem. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the outages go, We Energy says right now 106,000 customers are in the dark. So this number has climbed throughout the morning. Uh, the majority of that is in Milwaukee County. So you're talking, you're talking about, like, I think the last count here, I'll check it again, it was like more than 85,000 customers out of dark or out of power, I'm sorry, in Milwaukee County. And again, it's got it's because of just the, the conditions of the snow, just this wet and heavy snow just knocking everything down. Man, people are losing their minds on the text line. This guy's really mad that we didn't, two minutes before you said that, <laughs> give him more information on the power outages. Oh, on the outages? We Energies okay. is working on it. And why is it, you know, what's with the power outages? Again, because the snow stuck to the tree limbs, I think that's one of the things. There were a couple of trees that were drooping so low as I was leaving my neighborhood. Said, they were hanging over the road. That's crazy. Right. And we saw WISM was on a spot. I don't know if it was city of Milwaukee where actually a tree went down. It was on somebody's car. It was laying in the middle of the road. So that is a real thing as well with the weight of the snow accumulating and sticking to the trees. So what what was your latest number from We Energies? That's up from where we were. One hundred and six thousand. Right? Oh my goodness! So it's steadily it's only climbed. Yeah, yes, it has climbed throughout the morning. Started this morning at about eighty four thousand. Around five a, we had that number, and it's gone up ever since. And that may not be because they're new outages. It may be because people are yeah, waking they, yep, up. Yep, they're reporting them, in, calling yep. in and reporting them. So We Energies have seen them on TV saying that they have a full complement of crews out working on that. What you want actually in a situation like this are the large outages. Like you want something big to have gone down because then they go there, they fix the big thing and whoop, lot 10,000 people mm. come back online. What you don't want is the little ticky tack stuff, a line between your house <laughs> and the main power grid, right? right? That's what's down because those take so much longer 
to fix. 855-616-1620. That's a look at the roads and the power outages. More on everything else we discussed and your thoughts next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty four on Wisconsin's Morning News. Looking for your snow reports this morning. Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. How much did you get? What's your power situation? And if you've arrived safely to your destination, what are you seeing out on the roads? Jim and Bayview gave us a call to let us know his power just came back on. So there's a guy who's out overnight. We lost power briefly at my no, house. He's the only one that's got power. My he's gosh. the only one. No one else has power. 108,000 right now in the dark. We lost power briefly at my house, but it went back on. So I don't know if Is it was right? just a flicker thing or whatever. But I remember my wife woke me up around midnight. She's like, I need to know what time you're planning to get up because every we got to reset all the alarms. And all those things. I got lots of backups, too, on the battery power. I got one thing that runs on a battery, and then I got my phone as well. So I I still would have been here, E. As of now, it's funny. Like uh, Most of the text talking about some of the the, uh, snow totals. We have 10-plus inches in many spots, Milwaukee, Racine, whatnot. Um, Others saying that some of the roadways are starting to get better now that the sun's starting to come out in some of these areas. Uh, here's one from the 262. I admire those who would not use snowblowers at 3 a.m. <laughs> who would not use. Good. Good enough. We're on the same page there. We in Delfield have a resident who has a dog that barks continuously and is outside all the time. The owner feels she has been here longer than the rest of us and pays taxes, and she has no respect for her neighbors. She's had numerous complaints about that dog. That sounds a little <laughs> off topic to me, but <laughs> that's fine. I, I, I feel for you, though. I definitely... I don't think I'd fire up my snowblower unless I had to. Like, again, it's 2.45 in the morning. The plows are out, though. Like, And I'm not talking about just the street plows. I'm talking like the private plows. They're out there cranking early. There's work to do, and I put it in a different category for sure than I do for lawn mowing, which, you know, you can do whenever you want. But if you got to get out and it takes a snowblower to do it and you got to be at work, like, I'm I'm okay with it. I just don't do it. I try to. Okay. Trying to not. Pancake didn't care. Three nope. o'clock this morning. Don't care. <laughs> I did make an effort, though. I made an honest effort to get out, and then my car was stuck, and I was like, I have no other choice here. You got no shovel? No, I did have a shovel, but if I have a snowblower, like, I'm not going to... It's only going to take me longer to shovel, so... Well, gonna... yeah, but so no consideration there. I mean, I feel like scraping over and over is just as inconsiderate as... A constant snowblower sound. So that was interesting because it was like a scrape today. Like it was cutting down right to the pavement with the shovel. Like just because of the condensity, you know, the condensity. It's not a word, but just the it way is that, today. <laughs> just the way the water was. Oh, it puts me asleep. Listen to that. It's actually not bad. No. Carolyn Walkershaw says she stalled hers twice. Stalled the snowblower. Yep. Ugh. Bob texted him for Walkershaw earlier today. Said the snowblower broke and he's done with it. He's at it. From the 920, I object to Vetrano complaining about how exhausting this winter has been. I didn't fire up my snowblower for the first time until the last week of January. I'm currently blowing for only the seventh time the past two years. Overruled. Objection is overruled. <laughs> as far as the snow totals, looking at Racine at this point, checking in at 10.5. Milwaukee over 10 inches. Marissa Wallace in from... TMJ4 reporting Sturdivant at 10 inches and then widespread 7 and 9 inch totals as well. In terms of who's still getting it, radar still has uh, Sheboygan County, northern Sheboygan County still getting a little bit of the snow moving in off the lake. There's a big area of precipitation out over the lake right now. If the wind were just right, we'd still be getting hammered. Yeah. 
And I think they're getting a little bit of that up in Sheboygan County. So not done yet. Expecting to tail off here as the morning goes on and then certainly be all done in earnest by afternoon. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay, Vince, your task is to jump into Lake Michigan in the middle of March in Wisconsin. What do you say? There's only one reason I'm doing this, and it's to benefit Special Olympics Wisconsin. Vince Vetrano here for WTMJ Cares. I'm going to voluntarily jump into a frozen Lake Michigan. Want to do it with me? Sign up to join our team. Or you can stay warm and dry and donate. Visit WTMJ.com or text the word CARES to 855-616-1620 for a link to support our plunge and our Special Olympics Wisconsin athletes. Oh, yeah. Eight thirty on Wisconsin's morning news on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. It's not even bad out. Please stop hyping it up. Ruins business. For God's sake, we got a hundred thousand people who don't have any power and accidents all over the freeway. Like I, I'm with you. The last thing I wanted to do, especially when I was on TV was be out there kicking snow when there was nothing going on, hyping weather or doing whatever. But like, And we have a long list of stuff I would love to talk about, and we're going to get into it in the, in the, half, in the 8.30 half hour. But you get people swearing at me on the text line? Like, back away from your phone if you're going to swear at people. It's been a rough like, morning. Like, it's been like, a rough please. morning for all of us. You want to offer some criticism of the show? That's fine. I can, like, I can handle it. But like, look, the guy's doubling down. He's... How we're overdoing it as far as the weather goes? Okay. I guess. Right. I mean, like, again, I want people to listen to the show. So we're doing what I think, but we also perform a service. If you have places you need to go, if you're wondering what the latest on the snow is, I want to get you that information as well. And I think for a lot of folks, they heard, you know, maybe six to eight inches. They thought, all right, I go out, I shovel, it's fine. But if you have places to go today, it's going to be hard on the freeway system. And if you still don't have any power, uh, life is a little bit difficult right now, so we're trying to keep you up to date on all of those things. Eight thirty-nine on Wisconsin's morning news. Going to talk about the Oscars this weekend, full of glitz, full of glamour. One thing about Hollywood that's sort of surreal is that once you pass all the security perimeters and you're inside you know, a venue, everyone assumes you're just supposed to be there, even if you're the rabble, like a kid from Milwaukee who made a documentary about drone strikes. That is 2013 Oscar nominee Jeremy Scahill, whose film Dirty Wars was nominated for Best Documentary Feature. How had a covert unit taken over the largest war on the planet? Joining us now is Jeremy Scahill. Jeremy Scahill. They're dismissing what you've done. Why are you still alive? Are you paranoid? Not like everything more with, oh, he's dead. What happened? He had an accident. Clip from the trailer, an intense film about Jeremy's war reporting. He's an investigative journalist, New York Times bestseller, founder of an online publication called The Intercept, and one of my best friends from high school. Wauwatosis, class of 92. There you go. So Eric and I got him on the line, and we wanted to talk about, well, we did talk about some other stuff happening uh, around the world and his continued reporting on that. Probably bring that to you next week because it's interesting. But we were talking Oscars this week because Jeremy was there as an Oscar nominee, one of our own, okay? So we got him on the line to tell us some stories, and he didn't disappoint. We win one of the top prizes at Sundance, and then all of a sudden people are like, you know, this this film might be Oscar material. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a kid from Milwaukee. I'm thinking, no way, no effing way is this film ever going to get nominated for an Oscar. First of all, it was like a full frontal 
political attack on like the U.S. war machine in the world. Uh, you know, Democrats hated me because it was very critical of Barack Obama. Uh, you know, Republicans already hated me because the reporting I had done on Bush. So I, I really been never in a million years thought I was going to end up at the Oscar for Oscars for anything. And by the way, you know, another way of saying Oscar nominee is Oscar loser. <laughs> so, um, so he's really taking the honor just to be nominated <laughs> to heart, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Scahill's 2013 documentary was nominated for an Academy Award, so he takes his mom to the show. Actually, he got a couple of family members into the show, his wife, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said he went through an exercise where when you pick up your tickets, he was told that if you're really nice to the ticket folks, that maybe... They can help you out with some extras yeah. for the family. So he said that he brought uh, bouquets of flowers that he got from L.A. and then just went to the, basically just went there and showed up with all these flowers, gave them to the ladies, and he got more tickets. Got a couple of other people in to join him for all that right. special night. But so his mom, and, and I love Jeremy's parents, Mike and Lisa Scahill, they're wonderful people and still local. And I just, I can't imagine how over the moon his mom must have been to have that opportunity. But... Not only was she proud of her son, but she was also looking to cash because they give a lot of stuff away. Yeah, the swag bag. Yes. Once you get nominated for an Oscar, all of a sudden your like inbox and phone blows up with offers of all kinds of stuff. Um, but there are tears to it. Okay, you guys have probably heard that, like you know, oh, at the Oscars when you're backstage, you know, you're getting like Rolexes. And, yeah, you know, the swag bag. The Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the swag bag. The swag bag for the documentary people is nothing like that. No. It's like, you know, some organic cheese. Uh, you know, you get some Birkenstocks. So you don't um, get the same stuff? So, no. This, this is a scandal that no one ever really will tell the truth about, but I'm here to tell the truth. Yes. All right. The documentary people are not treated to the, you know, the, the champagne lounge with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Organic cheese. <laughs> they get a coupon, the In-N-Out burger. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a little bite after the show. So I love that. There are tears to it. So he was not on the top So tier. disappointed. So Jeremy's an incredible journalist. I mean, his work is really hard-hitting. It's controversial. He goes after powerful people. He tries to bring down presidents and big companies. And, but he's also really funny. I mean, you can kind of hear it in that. And he is not too proud to clown. So he's running around the Oscars trying to get pictures with people. And here's one of his stories on that. But the whole happens we lose the the award which we we didn't think we were going to win of course it was like a a film about backup singers that won um and then after the thing i go up to samuel l jackson who i see walking i love samuel l jackson and i said oh mr jackson you know i was nominated for for uh best documentary can i just get a picture with you and he says did you win and i said no and he said well there you have it and he turns around (laughs) and starts walking away good picture and a better story i was gonna say right? wow so samuel owned it i huh? just said yeah. i'm out i'm not taking a picture of I mean, you losers gave him a good memory that's actually better than the picture <laughs> yeah, right isn't so. it because otherwise yeah. oh he's really nice he's a good guy <laughs> meh but the guy said but there you have it i love it and walked off uh he had a better encounter with leonardo dicaprio said he was in line behind him at what did he say one of the like, pre-events yeah or something? some pre-events and he said that dicaprio had seen the seen the film seen the film so, yeah, I loved your documentary. It was good. Actually, it was kind of right up the alley for a lot of the Hollywood elite who would be agreeable to the point that he makes. The, the, the film Dirty Wars is really about uh, both administrations, what ramped up in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars under George, uh, uh, President George W. Bush 
continued under President Barack Obama in a bit more of a covert fashion. and A lot of drone strikes. Right. And and Scahill's book and, and film were deeply critical of both administrations, but in particular the Obama administration in this go-around because the drone strikes raised questions of, in some cases, U.S. citizens mm-hmm. had been killed and were they denied due process, all these things. So, uh, you know, his film actually did pretty well amongst that crowd. So that was kind of cool to know that Leo had watched his film. Um, let me see. Got time for one more? Yeah. Which one do you want? Do you want the uh, the tuxedo and his goofing on the red carpet, or yeah, let's do, let's do that. Yeah, one. Okay. All right. So Eric asked uh, Jeremy if he if he had been doing interviews on the red carpet like we see. So I literally got to go before the Oscars to Prada's headquarters in New York, and um, and and then but actually Bradley Cooper had the same tuxedo as me, so I was like Brad, Brad, we got to talk, man. <laughs> this can't like, be. This I will did, not stand. I blue. You know, which was, un- yeah, it's unbelievable. Bradley Cooper wearing my tuxedo. Anyway, but they tell you then you have to return it afterwards. And I, you know, obviously I didn't do that. But so I wanted someone to ask me because I was going to say I'm wearing Pravda, which was the old Soviet Union newspaper instead of Prada. <laughs> um, no, it was, no, I mean, but, but listen, it, you know, I'm, yes, I mean, I'm a journalist. I do, I do serious things, but I also like, you know, I mean, I grew up in Milwaukee, my family, my parents are nurses. Like we don't come from some kind of journalistic pedigree or some elite family. And so, you know, I, I when I was being interviewed by some of the entertainment channels, yes, I wanted to represent what our film was, but I didn't view that as like, this is the moment when I'm going to give my political speech. I tried to think like, if, 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 you know, if my uncles are, and aunts are watching this, how, how can I talk about this stuff to them in a way that's going to resonate on a night when most Americans are gathering with some food and pot, you know, whatever they're making and they're watching the Oscars? So I always tried to inject something that I felt was like important for us as a society to know, but also like, you know, recognize where I am, you know, and, and, and try to just always be a human first. Yeah, we're journalists, but first you're a human and you have to be able to like, you know, be part of the human experience. So, I mean, I would joke around with people and then pivot to something serious. And I think that, you know, that that actually is in general in all of our arguments we have in a divided time, you know, in America right now when, when it's loony season, you know, we have to remember that people are people. And if you can find a way to connect with people on that level, it becomes less important what your politics are, you know, because humans are human. One of our own from here in Milwaukee, Tosa East grad, one of my best friends, Jeremy Scahill. You can follow his work at TheIntercept.com or on Twitter at Jeremy Scahill. And we have a very long, awesome podcast interview with him about all kinds of stuff, about his interactions with Michael Fassbender, the actor in the bathroom, all kinds of crazy stuff. Why that interaction took place. Oh, it's great. (laughs) So you can find that on the podcast page, right? So uh, you can text the word Vince, the word, the name. Name. Text text Vince to 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line, and we'll blast you the link to the podcast, also available wherever you get your podcasts, right? Apple or Spotify or any of those other yep, places. Got it. Get it anytime at WTMJ.com or on our mobile app. 847 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. I can't believe we didn't find room for this earlier. Especially since it's not that long ago that we were pulling Gordy the Groundhog out of his hole there at the Milwaukee County Zoo. And he was predicting for us. I don't even remember what it was. Ever since then, we've had Thursday into Friday. Yeah. Maybe there's snow weeks. Yeah, well, Gordy's dead. Oh, really? 
I just I ripped the band aid right off. I didn't want any big big lead up. I just want to let you know Gordy's dead. Career dead or no no he's <laughs> the animal is deceased. Uh, the Milwaukee County Zoo on Twitter yesterday with heavy hearts we say goodbye to Gordy the groundhog. Oh who was humanely euthanized March 3rd due to quality of life concerns. They said Gordy was having heart issues. They had fluid or, or fluid in his chest, and he was uncomfortable and lethargic, and they tried to treat it. They got rid of some of the fluid and see if he improved. Apparently he didn't, and so they All right. Gordy down. Gordy was a good little weather forecaster and an educational ambassador. This part, okay, so we goofed on that a little bit. But no, his, his care team will miss him, his goofy and friendly personality, significant loss for the farm care team, and we are grateful for our time with Gordy the Groundhog. Surely anybody who works with animals, they become close to them. Oh, absolutely. So, hundred uh, times. For that, real. That, that, I, I know probably that is, that is certainly a loss for them. For us, I mean, we don't... I wonder if... Uh, do we get an, another weather prognosticator for, for next sure. year, right? It was winter before Gordy, and I can't remember what happened in winter. Did she go somewhere else? It was winter with a Y. She was a girl. I don't know if we we traded winter for something else. Is that how that works? Sometimes there are animals exchanged. With a groundhog? I don't know. It's different if it's like a a more elaborate animal, right? We traded winter for a zebra and a goat. I mean, it's not a panda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pandas are like the big thing. Yeah. So do the Jets have a groundhog? (laughs) And a player to be named later. So uh, next year, when we're talking about Groundhog Day, someone d- new, different Groundhog for the Milwaukee County Zoo. Rest in peace, yeah. Gordy. Eight fifty four on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ W two seven seven CV and WKTI HD two Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a Good Karma brand station. Eight fifty seven on Wisconsin's Morning News. This just in event extended winter storm warning for Ozaukee and Sheboygan counties was supposed to expire at 10 a.m. The National Weather Service has now extended that to noon as they are still getting in on some pretty significant snow this yeah, morning. Looking at the radar there, definitely that That's area. That's the spot, right? Yep, still getting hit. Steve Scafidi in the house with us right now. Eric, you've worked with Eric a long time. Oh, yeah. There's not that much that gets him really worked up. What do you get worked up about? Not much, right? I'm right on that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what he was mad about today? People losing their minds over daylight saving time, over losing. Yeah, that's the power. a big thing with it. We've we've had I've Have had mega don't, conversations. I don't about understand that. why. Well, I it's, it's what, if if you don't enjoy it, that's fine. You know, to well, nobody likes own. to lose an hour of sleep. To right? each their own. I don't. It's not like I look forward to no. it. My what I drives me crazy are the stories, Steve. Like the ridiculous, over the top reports about what you can do to keep your. I mean, one of the stories on this talked about how it's best to keep the same bedtime and wake up at the same time. It's best to get an indoor light box like go buy one of those blast your face with some (laughs) help kickstart your body clock like these are the things (laughs) too many people wrap their lives in all this nonsense you just deal with it so it's what it is so when i um when i fly to the east coast i do i should admit i oftentimes will also put in my carry-on an indoor light box (laughs) so i can also adapt when you lose that hour that hour of sleep when i fly or if i drive to michigan i'll bring that with look it's all silly we shouldn't be changing back and forth anyway but I know that that's the, what we do. So I just deal with it. I live. I enjoy my life. <laughs> Eric said this morning, it's just a clock. <laughs> just don't look at it. Just don't look at the clock for You know what it is? It's the people who eat the same damn sandwich at the same damn time every day. It's also, <laughs> I'm an hour off. I can't deal with this reality. My stomach's not ready for my ham sandwich with, with American cheese on it. 
God, people. Change is a good thing. You thought that I was getting worked up. <laughs> yes. More of that for three more hours. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.